How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, episode 17. Now, this episode was actually recorded before episode 16. I'm going a little bit out of chronological order here, and that's because I kind of wanted you to get the the real doctor before you got this this fella here, Dr. Green Dust. Now, Dr. Green Dust is not a real doctor. He did not go to medical school, and nothing you hear on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Um, just have to say that. So, honestly, y'all, I think this is a this is a fascinating conversation. At least for me, it was, and I hope it is for you too. It's about a man who who makes his living in the black market. And the code that he lives by. And why he does what he does. So, with that, I give you my conversation with Dr. Green Dust. Uh, now we're, you know, it's this, the, the fucking wind was terrible anyways. We gotta start back over though. Alright, <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting here smoking a doobie with my buddy. Who is going by? What's what's your alias? Doctor Green Dust. Doctor Green Dust. Because I'm not fully on with the wax yet, but I'm old school like the hash. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you smoke plenty of analog green too. That classic bud, yeah. You know, stay good with the medicine, man. That's what it's all about. You gotta have the meds. You gotta have the good meds. Yeah. yeah. So we just recorded all this already. We're gonna have to repeat it all. But basically, I was telling the story of how I met you. Yeah. Which was me delivering pizzas during the winter months. I was working down the road from where we're at right now. I won't say where specifically, but I was delivering pizzas and I had an order to your house. And uh, when I got there, I, the, the the total was like less, just just under twenty bucks. And you felt bad because you only had twenties. You didn't have any small bills. I didn't have my. My I small had, bills. I had green, but I didn't have green. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, I know that's how we made friends. You're like, do you smoke weed? I said, fuck yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm going to tip you in bud. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like 100%. I'm into it. And uh, and I, for green. I got your phone number. I was like, can I get more of this shit? You're like, fuck yeah. So, let me ask you this. How long have you been like making money selling cannabis for starters? at least 
I'm all about the herbs, man. You know what I mean? The shit that comes from the earth. I think that there's more medicine on this earth that can heal and, you know, do things for people that, you know, are really open to it. You know what I mean? I think it's all about intent as well. It's like, you could start smoking weed any day, but, you know, you, you could, you've got to focus intent. I think it's more of a spiritual thing that comes along with the medicine too, but, um, that's a big part of it, you know? You know, you, you, you focus your medicine or your, you focus your intent on the herbs and the medicine of that. That's what's going to heal your body. And, you know, well, you and I have like worked with the same people, um, right. or at least one shared person we've worked. So right. I'm like, I know you do other work too. You do physical work. You fucking, I mean, what, like construction, like yeah. landscaping, like kind of whatever. You're kind of yeah. jack of all trades, right? You know, I've been all around, man. You know, I've worked for a printing press for a few years. I worked in a medical facility for a couple years. You know, I was a carpenter even before all of that, you know, and it's been um, what I find that I like the most is more or less working for myself and building, you know, for other people in the community and helping that sort of aspect of things versus building for someone that has already made millions of dollars already and well you know i've like i've said before that like i've never felt bad about a single dollar i spent on herb because i know that money is staying in my community you know what i mean like even though i know i'm giving all of it to one individual i know that a big chunk of that is going to another person that they got it from and and that money is trickling in my own town like I almost think the black market is the local fucking economy half the time. True. And and the the legitimate economy is the global market that most of us don't even fucking want to be a part of anyways. Right. Now I'm getting off on a tangent here, but um, no. so what else are you into besides cannabis? Let me ask you that. Like uh, the fungus, man. The fungus mm-hmm. that's among us. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's uh it's all about that too like i think that that's a big help for people that are uh, at least in post-traumatic stress disorder issues and things like that that's a that's a full-on medicine to me like i feel like that helps and um there's just so many benefits to things that i that society makes it think that they're these illicit drugs are not acceptable but there's you know if you get good drugs they can help you the same way that any kind of pharmaceuticals will ever do you know what i mean like i feel like the point is to legalize everything mm-hmm. not just fucking weed you know what i mean so but, what do you what do you gotta, god damn these dogs these dogs <laughs> do every illicit thing i think that you know even you know we look in history and pre-date drugs and when they've all come up in you know writings and things of teachings and all this shit you know all these people found that these some of these drugs were still in their bodies you know even back then so it's like how are we not still able to use them and utilize them in the ways we want to versus what our society pushes on with stigma and makes us believe that we need these certain things to you know accommodate our depression and this and that and you know that's that's another thing too. I'm starting to sit here and think, but social stigma is a motherfucker, man. It is stigma, <laughs> dogma. I I heard recently. I've I've been listening to some people talking about the history of like Christianity and yeah. how there's there's a, a real possibility that it started as a mushroom cult. Yeah, true. And um, hence the dome shapes and all your altars and temples. And there's a lot of mushroom iconography. Um, yeah. Especially relative to Christmas, there's what people call the Santa Claus mushroom. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but Fly it's... Fly Argeric. Say again? Fly Argeric. The Fly Argeric mushroom. They Is only right? grow, yeah, they only grow in like real piney, woody areas. It's the red and white Yeah, it's mushroom. kind of symbolized after kind of the uh, Mario... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That mushroom, that it's, it's everywhere in our culture and we don't even yeah. recognize it, but... It is a psychedelic mushroom, and there is there's like ample evidence to show that it was used. And also, I've heard that there's been um, research done on vessels that held like sacramental wine in early Catholicism yeah. that had 
ergot, which is a which is a, a fungus that produces um, a chemical very similar to LSD. In fact, that's what LSD was synthesized from was ergot. And so this sacramental wine was it's pretty much been proven the sacramental wine in early Christianity was a was a psychedelic potion, uh, including chemicals similar to LSD. And it's just so it's interesting, you know, a lot of people obviously have not like played around with drugs. And it's funny because I, I made a joke to a friend the other day. It's like when you meet somebody that's taken LSD or psilocybin, you can almost know yeah. it before yeah. they tell you. That's true. That's yeah. 100% true. I agree with you there. Mm. So, Sig. Mm. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, it's kind of funny that, like, I just think back to that story of where we met, and you're like, yo, you smoke weed? And you probably only said that because I was putting off a certain vibe that said, like, probably, well, you, yeah. Well, you're a that, pizza delivery guy. That, that I mean, that's a fair, <laughs> fair assumption. But, you know, it's but just... But that's the social stigma, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's like... That's like that's a that's a total joke. No, I might the, be off on all kinds of areas of laughing and shit because I'm kind of buzzed up. But hey, yeah. so so am I, brother. <laughs> yeah. So am I. And FYI, anybody that's actually bothering to listen to this, like I'm gonna have uh, say your alias one more time. Uh, Doctor Green Dust. Doctor Green Dust. He's gonna be back. You know, this is just our introduction. We're not gonna get into everything here, but it's just funny to think about how we became friends. Where are them dogs at? Come on. Dog. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Good dog. Good dog. Yeah, man. We got plenty more stories too. You know, just uh, got plenty of out west adventure stories, and uh, dude, we got millions of them. Get me going. I'll tell you plenty. So, be honest with me. Do you feel like um, drugs are ever like a negative thing in your life? Uh, they can be, and I think it's uh, the difference between people don't recognize that you could do the drug, but don't let the drug do you. And there's an all, you know, almighty or whole feeling that you, people even have that some sort of like connection to the divine, even when they get to certain peaks and heights and different drugs. It doesn't matter which one, you know what I mean? So there's definitely an element of. Uh, medicinal use within every drug I believe not necessarily certain man-made drugs maybe meth or things like that but um, yeah man like so yes it can it can become a negative but you say because overall some of these, in your experience yeah overall in my experience I've never really had a full-on addiction to something more or less than weed weed's my flower i love it that's the only thing i've ever well, you, you smoke nicotine too true 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 but i, I quit and i could and i i've i've, yeah. I've seen that you've quit mm -hmm. yeah 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 you've bummed for me at times where you have not had cigarettes of your own but then just I'd, to smoke socially right yeah and i've respected anybody i've got lots of friends that have quit for periods of time and i'll bum them cigarettes if they ask me i'm not going to judge you but I also have a spiritual aspect behind that also. Like, I think that, you know, good nicotine, tobacco, period. Mm -hmm. Not nicotine, tobacco. Um, the Native Americans used to connect with the spirit world or send messages to. So, therefore, I, I like to use tobacco and maybe in that aspect. But if anything, if I get a pack or something like that, it'll be spirits and I smoke. It'll be done by the end of the week. I don't yeah. smoke a pack a day or nothing like that. But it's... Yeah, that's I've said I've said I think tobacco has a grounding effect. Yep. You know, it has diminishing um, returns. Like the more you smoke, the less you get out of each. Nero. <laughs> Here, guys, look. Get a bone. So I was just saying about like diminishing diminishing returns. I'll give you another one. So nicotine, uh, like diminishing returns, like if you smoke two cigarettes a day, you get a lot out of each cigarette. If you smoke 20, you don't get a lot, right? Right. Would you say it's similar with other substances or no? 
Um, well, and I think that might even boil down to nicotine because even in certain, like even when I was, man, I used to work out and do, you know, I was in really good shape for a little while. I took care of myself. I ate well, and then, but still, I quit smoking too, and I still had this crave for it. But like my friend that I was working out with, he even told me he said, in certain small doses, nicotine is kind of good for you because it makes you more alert. Mm-hmm. So I was taking lozenges. So like. I think that might be an aspect is part of it in nicotine, but um, tobacco to me, man, no, I mean, I think it's, I use it in the spirit aspect, like I said, if anything, you know, feel really connected with that end of the world, so like, yeah, I use it for that definitely every day, or not every day, but when I do use tobacco. I, I think that like cigarettes bring me back down to earth when I get a little bit too too spun out. True. That's um, what I, that's what he brought up the point was like, you know, you get in a big crowds of people and you kind of feel that anxious feeling, but you I'd pop a lozenge and that nicotine kind of had that aspect of like making me more focused in on a situation, you know. I think there's a benefit to a lot of different things, but I feel like the way that the delivery system is could be different. You know, like I think that there's, you know, the people that are selling us these things like that are, are the conglomerate and whatever it is they want us to are in cahoots with pharmaceuticals, keeping our our health down. I agree. So give us a product that's healthy enough to use the way we want, you know, spiritually, or let us grow our own fucking tobacco. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's why I buy American Spirits too. Is yeah. that you? At least you know it's just tobacco. Because other cigarettes have additives, God yeah. knows what. Um, I, I think they do have some sort of uh, element of additive too, also. But I don't think it's nearly as bad. Oh, come on, John, come here. Come on, come on, let's go. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come on, yeah. Come on, more podcast action down and. Yeah, yeah, we'll record more in a minute. Cool. Got a whole shitload on that tray there. Alright. So, Dr. Green Dust just had a little visitor from another purveyor of medicinal herbs, and he was a cool dude. He, he, uh, he's a hot rodder. Got more than one cool, cool car, you know. So that dude was fucking rad, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, he's dude, he's fine. Oh shit. Oh doc. Come on guy. Come on. Yeah, he's cool. Motherfucker makes some killer cars, bro. Really like all the cars I rode in that he's built are insane. Well it made me think, man, like Doing what you do, you probably meet a lot of really fucking interesting people, right? All day. Across <laughs> the country even, dude. Like, I just go... It's, it's literally a crazy dream sometimes, dude. Just a matter of... Even things like synchronicities of things, of, like, people that you meet up with, and you just feeling some type of way about some shit, and then something just pops up in your favor. You're, like, somebody that can... Even some sort of not like make you not feel alone, but like let you know that you're like, you're not the only one thinking yeah. that way. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yep. That's the weirdest shit. It's weird how things happen, man. Especially when you keep an open mind to certain things. It's a matter of like we're huge antennas, so if we keep our thoughts in like the positive realm of things, regardless of what the situation is. You know, no matter what you're going through. I mean, I've been through some bullshit. But, you know, no matter what, I've always tried to persevere over it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, live above it. Well, I like I like that idea of being a big antenna. Because I've been feeling that a lot lately. We're huge, bro. We're a huge that's, antenna. I think that's what the mushrooms make you realize. Dude, It's like you are you are connected with this vibe that's around you. And when you eat the mushrooms, like, it, it, it amplifies the vibration. Big time. And, uh, you know, I posted this shit on my Instagram not, not that long ago, just a few days ago, last weekend, I think. 
was on mushrooms and I was oming. You ever fuck around with like yoga or fucking yeah. kundalini or anything like that? I do some good breath work, man. I've dropped into some meditation with like in 10 minute sessions. Like yeah, just yeah, by yeah. breathing. Meditation's powerful shit, man. Yeah. And I posted this video where I where I was doing the ohm and I um, was talking about the frequency around us, basically. And it freaked some people out because... Frankly, most people aren't used to seeing a dude uh, on mushrooms like posting a video of himself just trying to explain what he's feeling, you know? Right. But, um... Well, that's like cymatics. That's what it boils down to. You know the science of cymatics. It's like... I don't. The manipulation of matter by frequency. What are you? Your matter. Yeah. So it's all about what... Even in your thoughts and things that... Those thoughts are frequencies and they manipulate your matter so therefore you're thinking negative about things and and it's like it's not easy i'm not saying it's something that oh you know it doesn't i'm sure there's some situations that it's super hard but whatever the situation is if you can keep your mind in one direction of like i'm trying to resonate my own frequency to manipulate my own matter to heal myself mm -hmm. we have that ability we do. we do. You know what I mean? I do. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, man. It makes yeah. perfect sense. You know, and 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 it goes beyond manipulating your own matter. Like you create this energy field. People call it like an aura, right? Yeah. Where if you are a positive force on the planet, people pick up on that positive energy. And likewise, if you're a negative force. True. And um, it's interesting, man. I just. That dude, that dude was so cool, <laughs> and I'm I'm a little envious of you. I, I I mean I have to say I have some pretty fucking cool clients myself, but like I don't connect with them on the level that you have <laughs> no choice but to connect oh, with. Shit. I'm sorry, I believe I'm listening. Yeah, to you. yeah. Let Dog emergency. Uh oh. All right. What the fuck were we talking about? clients <laughs> yeah so like what's your longest term client in years how, 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 how long have you been serving probably them? like high school yeah yeah it's probably like I graduated probably 05 yeah so 15 plus years mm-hmm There's a loyalty to it. Try to provide the best service. I think that comes along with it. <laughs> Always had the best bud as far as I can try to... Well, that's what kept me coming back. <laughs> Aside from your shining personality, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stick around, man. You'll get to notice that it ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's... Uh, interesting man it's been a weird ride man so <laughs> I'm curious about your taxes yeah <coughs> well <coughs> do you pay <coughs> currently I haven't in three years so but yeah you know I'm interested because <coughs> excuse me in case you guys can't tell we're smoking a joint <laughs> but I'm curious because I've heard about people that have simply stopped filing for any number of reasons, um, moral. More or less, you can't afford or, to fucking file. <laughs> yeah, well, that or you you don't want to participate. You don't. Yeah. You don't true. believe in the legality of of income tax, which that's kind of me. And I've threatened to not file before. Yep. And I've almost heard it said that they can get you on tax fraud, right? If you lie, if you cheat on your taxes, but if you simply refuse, yeah, that's a that's a different ball game. And I don't know all the consequences necessarily, but so you, you legit haven't filed in three years, huh? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm. I don't think it's until I get any like sort of try to buy any sort of asset or anything it will be an issue then but I have my ways you know I got my avenues to figure out certain things well you know that I I kind of live uh, what I call like under the radar you know there's like 
Yeah. Like there's like off grid living and then there's under the radar living. Yeah. Two different things. Maybe they overlap for some people, but like I live under the radar and I think you kind of do too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So no. like I'm, 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 I'm ever more interested in like moving my business into the, what some people would call like the gray market, like cash only. Right. Right. Maybe not quite the black market, but the gray market. Right. Yeah, you're clearly operating in the black market. <laughs> and do you I have mean, any do you have any anxiety about that? I'm just curious, man. Like I mean, yeah, I mean there's always some there's always that element of that for sure, dude. You know, there's always some sort of like there's just so many different things that you got to think about. And it's not just it's not just cops, it's not just it's everything. There's people, there's people that know what you're doing or, or at least they're kind of in a small association. You can figure things out and do things. And, but it's just, you know, over time you, you learn to bob and weave, man. You know what I mean? You learn to figure it out and you're like, you tuck you, and roll. Yeah. You just kind of bob and weave. Yeah. Yeah. Like RZA, the zigzag zigala. <laughs> you know, like Wesley Snipes didn't file his taxes for like seven or eight years. You know that, right? He's like a hardcore fucking anti-government, like libertarian, and and he refused, and they threw him in jail. They tried to make an example out of him. Well, so it is a little. I mean, that's the thing is they they do a good job of making examples out of certain people. So right. it scares the shit out of me to fuck with the IRS. But it's kind of at the same time, I almost think it's my duty as a good American to fuck with the IRS and say fuck you, you know? I don't know well, if I don't know if you share that. legal is only legal by consent. Just remember that. So what do you call yourself uh, politically, if anything? Uh I don't know, not anarchist. Yeah, anarchist more or less. I don't I don't uh I don't pay taxes. I don't fucking do any of that shit. I, basically, I just survive, man. That's what I'm now here doing, trying to survive and figure it out the next move. Buy as much land as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably with cash, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I have my avenues. I won't go into too much detail with that because of the tax issue. But Well, maybe you and I... <coughs> excuse me. Maybe you and I can partner up someday, and I can be the one with the, with the legit pen to paper or whatever you know right that's the thing is um you know i'm tempted to ask this client of mine that you know i was working for today that's what brings me down here every couple weeks or so I'm, i've been tempted to ask them for a while if i can just put a little camper out on their property true you know because i don't think they'd charge me no rent and uh that's the thing is a lot of people are are stuck on the idea that you got to do things the way that like everybody else does it Something a social stigma, man. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to do it the way everybody does it, do you? I mean, I mean, think about the higher ups that done it in ways that, you know, in the same kind of ways that I'm currently doing it. And motherfuckers became president and shit because of it. You know, mm -hmm. type. That's how JFK's dad got money was fucking through bootlegging liquor. So, you know, sure some through some Irish mob shit, he got paid up and got put in be president somehow just because of what you got man it ain't yeah. about you know about what you who you know and what you got that's what it's all about right now mm -hmm. i like i like bootlegger history man because uh god damn people people like watch these old gangster flicks and they're so willing to root for the gangsters pushing liquor when when prohibition was on right because yeah. we all like liquor but then they, they, at the same time, some of these same people are going to turn around and, like, talk shit about the drug dealer right. of modern day. Right. And I don't even like that term, man. You're a, you're a purveyor of, of mind-altering matter <laughs> is what you are. You're not a – I mean, that's yeah. – what's the difference, drug dealer? But, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I just think that's a degrading way of saying it because – Frankly, man, like I think you provide a shaman. valuable. I think that's the best place. Shaman, <laughs> shaman, good word, good word. But I, that it goes along with what I was getting at is you're providing a service to the community that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do. And as far as I can see, you're pretty fucking good at it, bro. Yeah, I'm uh, not the best, but yeah, 
I do what I can, man, and more or less, too, I wish I could just give it away. I think it's a more of a medicine to me versus, I mean, I got to survive. I got to pay my bills and shit. That's why I provide the service. But if, something, if, it, if it's, like, something that element to me of medicine, like, I want, I'd rather be able to give it away. Like, And I hope at some point I'll be able to one day if I make enough sustainability. I'll be able to just give my medicine away, and that's my ultimate more or less if i'm getting rid of boomers too i don't i don't i don't try to charge much on them or nothing man i just want people to have them because that's like an expansion of your mind man you know what i'm saying like it's for the uninitiated boomers or mushrooms um but yeah so what are your feelings about mushrooms oh dude medicine too just like another it's just it depends on what your body needs and what your it's just people are saying oh they'll take him and kind of shunned away from him because it's like oh it's a bad trip which there's no such thing i think that's like i've always well not always but recently i've heard and i've started saying there's no such thing as a bad trip but there are challenging trips yep yep that's a that's a definite dude like but that's like part of something that dies within you so you can be reborn as a new person like that's in a sense ego death if you go in too much and that could come with i mean even I think that comes more with acid, but if you take enough mushrooms too, people that don't trip will have the same experience, I believe. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, God, I had a question a moment ago. Well, it was kind of along the lines of like you were saying you you would like if you could to just give it away. Like, how did it all start? Was it just that like you knew the guy that had the good stuff and everybody wanted it? I mean, was it that simple and you just rolled into it or did, was it something you chose to do intentionally or it's just always something that's always been there dude i don't know like i can't really even exp- it's like something that's always been available maybe not available but like i don't know man it just it's almost in a sense followed me mm. you know what i mean like it was like i was supposed to or something you know what i mean but the experience of going down the line of you know, you start out at the beginning like everybody does, you know what I mean? Like, you hustle, and I think the number one rule my friend told me of hustling was uh, take every dime you made and invest it into that and run it. Run it as fucking hard as you can. Don't ever think about it. And I did that ever since, dude, and that's what... Never had the mentality of, I'm scared to have money or this or that, you know. I've had jobs with it, too, you know, run shit and had jobs, and but I don't know. I think some people get some sort of element of they're like, oh man, I need to I'm about to go broke. I don't have this money or I can't figure out what to do but for some reason this this sort of lifestyle created this. I mean, to not ever worry about you know, that because whether or not you worry about it, it's going to come to you. Like, mm. You know what I mean? And, but you put that element of worry in with it. Like I said, we're big-ass fucking antennas. That's what we'll create. Well, it makes me it makes me think of what you're... Yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, like, jives with me because um, I've been thinking a lot about what it would have been like to be an early human, right? Yeah. On planet Earth without anything but, like, hunting, gathering, and gardening right. on our on our plate. I'm making this argument repeatedly that we weren't just hunter-gatherers. I don't believe that. I believe we were hunter-gatherer gardeners because we understand plants. True. And because we we appreciated the benefits that certain plants brought us, so we would obviously encourage them and propagate them and, and reproduce them. So it's just so funny. I mean, I guess I'm curious. Do you have, like, certain things that you won't? sell yeah yeah definitely dude anything that poisons the community or like whatever even there's some things i won't sell that i do myself sometimes really yeah absolutely and it's not it's more like it's more of a i couldn't do that too like i feel like my purpose is bigger for that aspect than anything because i wouldn't do that i wouldn't poison something else by my own hand like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah but whether it happens by my hand that's not that's an absolute not gonna happen you know i'm I'm sure a lot of drug dealers say i just sell the stuff 
you know, I, you know, oh, it's yeah. not my responsibility if it oh, no, causes somebody a, to OD or some shit, right? Oh no, that's why a lot of people that do sell that hard shit don't do it because they're like, they know. Yeah, that's how they make money. I mean, you, so specifics. Yeah. Won't what won't you fuck with? Oh, like meth or heroin, anything of that ass, like any opioid, like pills. I don't ever fuck with pills. Uh, just weed, man. Weed, mushrooms, acid. You know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Where's your pup at? Wait, what'd you just say? Sass. What's that? It's like a... It's from a sassafras root, man. It's kind of like molly, but... Wait, okay, because they used to make root beer out of sassafras root. Are you yeah. telling me there's a psychedelic component to sassafras? Yeah, it's called sass. I've only had it like a couple times, but... I think we've talked about this yeah. before, but I forgot about it. It's like the it. element without MA, which is methamphetamine, like MDMA. I guess I would get rid of Molly too, but it's still the methamphetamine aspect is not my favorite thing to... So when you say you would get rid of it, it means you would maybe sell it, but mm -hmm. like, but it's not your thing. It's not your favorite. Just throwing the benefit, but I would never like, it just depends on what quality of drug too, man. There's only things that I would get from like my fucking people that I know out west that are getting shit from <clears throat> the lab straight, you know what I mean? Like getting mm -hmm. fucking shards of pink, fucking Molly, dude, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that shit, but that's the only time I would ever like distribute it to someone else or I feel like I should say like for anybody that's listening to this point but is like are these just two fucking druggies talking about how much they like drugs yeah like <laughs> if you've never experienced this stuff it's easy to have that dismissive kind of attitude right um but clearly there's like there's something to this shit and I've known you long enough to see that like you smoke a lot of weed and you fuck around you party you do shit you have fun but you're a steady kind of guy i don't i don't yeah, view yeah. i don't view you as an addict i'll put it that way you know true you have an element of like uh control maybe i guess i don't know to some extent sorry i'm walking around my dog Well, you know, honestly, man, I think we, like, we hit it, dude. Like, yeah. we we talked about some shit here, and I don't want to drag it out any longer than it has to, but, like, yep. we should do this more. We should have another one. We should talk yep. about details. We should maybe, like... I'll bring a guest. Yeah. I'll bring a guest. We'll see what's up. We'll see. You know, I wouldn't get. mind recording a podcast with fucking Mr. Hot Rod either at some point, you know? <laughs> he was pretty cool. He had some wild stories. I like the one. I can't. I don't know if I can believe it or not. That's but the thing too. That's another re that realization of things with meeting all these different people is they all have the same kind of like common mm. life, but they're also built something over it. You know what I mean? Like uh, some sort of like lived a hard fucking life. I know a lot of people that just lived the shittiest, hardest life, but just built, persevered. You know what I mean? Like lived above, just fucking did their shit, and like are so well now because of it. I think that's great to know that's another part of like my job that's cool too is finding those different it's kind of inspiring even to me like and even people that are around me and come around don't know these people they can kind of understand their story and see where they're coming from but that's cool man that's what it, i love that shit <laughs> yeah you know this whole podcast is all about just like encouraging people to live good you know yeah true and part of me can't help but just be like cannabis yeah mushrooms but you don't know, do don't do drugs kids <laughs> wait until i i literally waited till i graduated high school then i then i started smoking weed and yeah. I, I like i never looked back and maybe that's not the worst policy you know what i mean like yeah start like at a reasonable age you oh, know alcohol is the gateway you know i think a lot of kids just dive in a little too hard like when they get out of the house and I don't know who's to say what's right and wrong, but I don't, I, you know, hmm. fuck it, fuck it, man. Like drugs are out there, right? Like, let's <laughs> all just chill out about it a little bit. And like Oregon's cool. <laughs> they just legalized <laughs> everything, man. I hope, I hope other States follow suit. I really do. Yeah. Yep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother it's been real yes sir we're gonna sign sure. out of this podcast and then like probably hang out for another couple minutes and fucking rock and roll dude like uh, yeah but it's been good uh <laughs>
Mr. 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 Doctor. Uh, green dust. Doctor Green Dust. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna get that like nailed down. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write it a couple times so it it's commits. Recorded, to... man. Yeah, I know, but like I keep forgetting it. Anyways, Doctor Green Dust, our 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 friendly neighborhood um, shaman. Shaman. There you go. There you go. There you go. Friendly neighborhood. What love, y'all. What love. What love. So yeah, what do you think, right? You know, I think it's this this episode here I think is a funny kind of um flip side to episode 16 um where we talked about sort of holistic healthcare. Um if anything, there's sort of two topics that we did not touch on. One of them I really wish we had when I spoke with Dr. Melissa. Um and that that is meditation. Um, she she's a very gifted meditator, and she she can guide people through meditations. It's really a pretty cool, um, pretty cool thing. And it's too bad I really meant to ask her um, to guide us through a meditation at the end of that episode, and it just kind of slipped my mind. But. We'll do that perhaps another time. Um, but the other topic we didn't hit on is drugs, right? And it's a big one. That's a that's an important topic. And frankly, you know, I don't want to put Dr. Melissa in the position to talk about anything like that. Um, but that's why I brought in Dr. Green Dust, right? Dr. Green Dust is an expert <laughs> and in a way I, I saw this this connection between these two episodes um, they're kind of they're duels of one another that you know and they're they're equals and opposites um, so while I called the one yesterday with dr. Melissa well I called that the art of rest and digest I'm calling this one the art of the hustle because that's our survival instinct. Sometimes, sometimes you got to hustle. As I said, Dr. Green Dust is not an actual MD or, you know, doctor of anything. He's not a doctor of anything. <laughs> it's just an alias. Don't take anything we've said on this episode as medical advice. I probably should have said that on the last episode, but that doesn't quite seem necessary. You know, when you're talking about holistic medicine, it's sad truly that we have to we have to cover our own asses by saying do not take this as medical advice because sometimes you wish you could say this is medical advice, but I don't want to put myself up, you know, up shit creek without a paddle. I don't want to get into hot water, so got to be careful there. But, you know, Dr. Green Dust here, he is shamelessly involved with illegal activity. I mean, he obviously has to stay anonymous, and but he has no shame about it. There's a difference, you know, he has to... He has to protect himself, but he is not hiding necessarily, um, and I respect that. You know, I think about the history of prohibition in this country, right? And we have all these old gangster flicks, and we know about when alcohol was made illegal, you know, and how how detrimental that policy was on our culture. Um, you know, organized crime went through the roof, and yeah, people drank anyways is the point. They, they could not be stopped, no matter what the government wanted. And that lasted for 13 years, okay? 1920 to 1933. 13 years of alcohol prohibition. Now, we have had prohibition of things like cannabis 
LSD, psilocybin mushrooms, MDMA. As much as I don't don't advise using them, you know, we'll throw into this list heroin and cocaine and methamphetamine. These are all the drugs that were made illegal starting in, I believe, the 70s, right? The early 70s, they were trying to curtail the, the chaos around the movement, right? The hippie movement. And they made all this stuff illegal, and now we've, we've had 40 years, 50, excuse me, 50 years of prohibition. And nobody even recognizes it as such. I mean, we are starting to, don't get me wrong, but many people don't correlate the prohibition of alcohol with the prohibition of all these other things, but it, it has the same result on society. It leads to, you know, imprisonment, mass, mass incarceration, right, of mostly decent folks, right? Mostly people that are just just surviving, right? And it's good that we're seeing sort of the the signs of, of perhaps a an end to this prohibition with states like Oregon, you know, decriminalizing all drugs across the board. That that is a good step. It's a step in the right direction. You know what's even better though? is cultural shift and something some people don't know is that when you get summoned into a jury you can vote guilty or not guilty based on your conscience you know you're supposed to not vote for a guilty verdict without a preponderance of evidence and beyond a shadow of a doubt and that's a pretty good standard, right? We should uphold that. But there's also this, this other thing we can do. Even if they make the case, and it is a preponderance of evidence, and it is beyond a shadow of a doubt, you as the juror have the right to, to vote not guilty anyways. And you do this when you believe that the charges are unjust. It's called jur jury nullification. Okay? If you get called in to, to serve jury duty, and it is a drug-related case, and there is no violence involved, no one was hurt, it is simply a drug deal, or a possession charge, right? Or intent to distribute. It is your duty to ensure that that individual does not go to jail. And if you feel otherwise, I, I advise that you reconsider. Because just, just because they've convinced you that something is a criminal act does not make it inherently immoral. And even if somebody is dealing hard drugs, even if somebody is taking hard drugs, you don't know everything about their life. And as long as no one was hurt, there is no victim. And victimless crime is not crime. It's a belief in the libertarian community and in the anarchist communities that basically you can do as you please until it treads upon the rights of someone else. In other words, you can swing your fists all you want until it hits me, until it makes contact. And drugs are that way. You know, Dr. Greendust, he has a code. He doesn't sell the things that he knows are damaging to people. Even though I'm sure it's a lucrative market, right? And I'm sure he could if he wanted to. But he sticks to the good stuff. 
He sticks to cannabis and psilocybin and lysergic acid, LSD, and occasionally, if it's high quality, MDMA. And if you haven't been paying attention, there's a lot of really compelling evidence about the, the potential therapeutic value of some of these things, right? And instead of criminalizing those who have, in some ways, bravely continued to sell these, these things, instead of villainizing them, perhaps we should be grateful because if the government had been successful in eradicating these substances, perhaps we would never have had the chance to, to find out for sure if they're good or not. And I think some of them are good. Now, once again, I'm going to draw the connection to my previous episode with Dr. Melissa and the, the duality between hustle and rest and digest, right? The need to survive, the need to get paid versus the need to relax and recreate and digest. You know, these are two different parts of our psychology and neither of them are wrong. Anybody that's talking ill of our hustle culture, you know, there might be some validity there because we do, we, we value hard work very highly in this American culture. Perhaps it's not such, such a problem to value the whole, you know, the hustle, but it's a problem if we don't equally value rest and digestion, <laughs> right? They're, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. So with that, everybody, this has been episode 17 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Thanks for listening. Come back again.